0: hello and welcome to episode one of the atlanta man podcast i'm your host ryan rogers and on today's episode we're gonna be talking about the week that was with the atlanta hawks and the atlanta braves and to get things started we will Start off with the Braves and what happened with them this weekend. They played six games this week, three in Washington, then they came home for three against the Philadelphia Phillies. They start off in Washington on Tuesday night. Huascar Noah takes the bump for the Braves. He has another impressive outing as he goes seven innings pitched, four hits, one run, not earned. Doesn't matter. Four punchies for Huascar. And he also hits a grand slam. And the Braves won 6-1. Acuna also homers. Just another dominant performance from Inoa on the bump and at the plate. In game two, Max Freed returns to the bump. He gets the pill for the Braves, and Ozuna follows up Enoa's Grand Slam with one of his own to make it 4-0. Then William Contreras plays long ball for the first time in his career, and the Braves lead 5-0. Things get a little dicey late. Trey Turner hits a two-run homer off of Josh Tomlin, but that doesn't matter. Will Smith slams the door in the ninth, and the Braves win 5-3. Max Free goes five innings pitch, just four hits, one run, one walk, and six k's for maximum freed in game three the braves going for the sweep and they send drew smiley to the mound he's been not good this season but he was good in this one he goes six innings pitched just four hits four runs four punches he did walk four but got the win nonetheless freddie freeman gets the day off austin riley goes to first Erre Adrianza plays third, and Ozuna doubles to score a run. Adrianza with a two-run single. The Braves win 3-2, and they also get a gift of a strike three call late in the game against Victor Robles, which helped out a lot. Now we head back home to face the Phillies, and we're not going to talk about this one much because the Braves get destroyed. Charlie Morton, bad. That's pretty much it. Six runs in the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12-2, 12-2, Braves lose on the Saturday. Which was a doozy's. Ian Anderson versus Vince Velasquez. And it does not start well for the Braves. Once again, Ian Anderson gives up two in the first, another in the second. The Braves are down three to nothing. And Vince Velasquez has probably his best career outing against the Braves. Shutout through five, but Freddie Freeman breaks out of the slump with a long home run into the bullpen, and it is to 3-1. Now we head to the seventh. Sam Coonrod on the bump for the Phillies, and Ronald Acuna at the plate with a chance to tie the game, and he gets hit right on the fingers, and every Braves fan collectively clenches their butt cheeks as Ronald Acuna is writhing in pain outside of the batter's box. Almost gets hits on the first pitch. This one comes in and gets him, had a little check swing, which caused it to hit the fingers. And everyone is scared because the season is coming to an end when Ronald Acuna goes down. I'm just kidding, but the Braves cannot afford to lose Acuna. But good news is about an inning later, X-rays came back negative. That's a positive. Acuna left pinky contusion. Probably not going to play Sunday night. We'll get to that later. Walk and brings the Panda to the plate with a chance to tie the game. And that's exactly what he does on a 1-2 fastball right down the middle. And Pablo deposits it into the Braves' bullpen, and we are tied at three. No one scores in the 10th. We head to the 11th. The Phillies grab a run in the top half, but the Braves tie it on an infield hit from Adrianza and a bad, bad throw from Didi Gregorius. They'll score Christian Pache. Game is tied at four. We head to the 12th. Jacob Webb in the pitch, and oh, no. Base is loaded. Bryce Harper hits a ball right back to him. A nice play to corral it, but throws it over Contreras' head one run will score and oh my god Jacob Webb is in the catcher's position on the mound he hasn't covered home another run scores and it's 6 to 4 and the very next at bat JT Realmuto pops a single to the right hand side and it's 7 to 4 and things are looking bleak heading into the bottom of the 12th but leading off it's young Thicke. it's Austin Riley he draws a 10 pitch walk after being down 0 and 2 in the count and the Braves are in business when Dansby swans down. The very next pitch hits a single into left field. The bases are loaded for the rookie Contreras. Can he make up for some errors that he made earlier in the game? Of course he can. Three-run double game is tied. And that will bring up Christian Pache who bunts and tries to move Contreras to third. Oh my God, they got him at third. Psych, they don't. Swim move, he's safe. Runners to the corners, nobody out for Adrianza again. He pops one in the right. Harper doesn't even look at it. Braves win, boogity boogity. Let's go to game three. Huascari Noah versus Aaron Nola. Very first pitch of the game, Andrew McCutcheon goes deep, we're doing this again. No, we're not. Huascar settles down. Bottom of the first. Braves get four runs. Go up four to one. Ronald Acuna draws a walk and steals a base. Oh, yeah, he's playing after almost breaking his fingers 24 hours ago. Pretty wild, right? Freddie Freeman, RBI double. It's tied. Ozzy Aubi's, RBI triple. Two to one. Danby Swanson with the laser beam into the left field seats it's four to one in a hurry we go to the third and Freddie Freeman knocks one into left center on Mother's Day it's five to one Braves then we'll go later on in the game for Austin Riley the insurance agent it's six to one on an RBI double. Slider man Luke Jackson closes out the game. The Braves take the series with a 6-1 to win. Huascar Noah with another really good start. He continues to impress. He goes six innings pitch, four hits, only one earned run, one walk, and six punches for Huascar. Are you kidding me? And that's going to do it for all the game action for the Braves this week. But there were some transactions going on this week as well. Earlier in the week on Thursday, the Braves signed Tyler Flowers to a minor league deal with all the catching problems that they've had with the injuries to Darno and Jackson. A pretty good signing, pretty necessary. He was already still with the organization with like an analytics type role in the front office. But they're going to get him down on the field and playing. So we'll see how Flowers looks. And another uh, big signing on Sunday afternoon, the Braves bring back Shane Green on a one-year deal, one-and-a-half mil, probably prorated to like 1.1, 1.2 since he's getting a little bit of a late start. But a big right-handed pitcher in the bullpen that the Braves need, and they're looking like they're going to get Chris Martin back soon, maybe even tomorrow for their game against the Blue Jays because they optioned Arano and Jaseel De La Cruz Back to the Triple A squad and caught up. Camargo. That leaves one more spot open, and I'm thinking it's going to be Chris Martin. So that'll do it for the transactions with the Braves and the game results. A really good week all in all. As they go five and one on the week, get to 500. They're 17 and 17, and they are right in the mix for the division and the NL East. Now we're gonna head to some talk of the Atlanta Hawks who had a very, very eventful week to start at least. Pretty Pretty solid week overall for the Hawks. They played the Blazers, the Suns, and then they wrapped it up in Indiana against the Pacers. Only a three game week as they had the entire weekend off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So pretty odd for that to happen. But they started off the week with a win against the Blazers at home, who are a solid, solid playoff team. They win one twenty-three to one fourteen. D'Neal Gallinari, twenty-eight points off the bench, leads the team. And the Hawks never really in doubt in this one. Kind of led for most of the game, and never, never really much to worry about with this one as they take it one twenty-three to one fourteen. Trey Young also with twenty-one points. Bogdan has 25 he hits seven threes because that's just what he does he is on fire still out of his mind and enough on that game the biggest game of the week was hosting the Western Conference leading Phoenix Suns who have been one of the best teams in the league having an awesome season been going back and forth with the jazz for the 1C in the West and the the best record in the whole league and the Hawks welcome them in and blow them out of the building. 135 to 103, they outscored them 38 to 15. 38 to 15 in the fourth quarter to really put this thing away. 81 bench points for the Hawks. their leading score was Clint Capella and he only had 18 points. You score 135 points, and your leading scorer only has 18. That's how so you know you're getting the ball around, and that's exactly what they did. Capella 18 points, Trey Young 16, Bogdan 16, Gallinari 16, Aniekah Kangwu 14 points on six of seven shooting for the rookie you kidding me? Lou Will, 16 for Sweet Lou on two threes, and Kevin Herter with a nice little 13-piece nugget meal to wrap it up. 135-103, to 103, the Hawks smoke one of the best teams in the league. Chris Paul has a bad, bad night. Nine points on three of 11 shooting, only six dimes for CP3. Booker has a nice night, but it was only him and Bridges doing anything for Phoenix in this one as the Hawks smoke the Suns. 135 to 103 and they will head north to Indianapolis to face the Pacers on the second game of a back to back and the Hawks will drop this one 133 to 126. Can't really blame the offense on this one because the Hawks had a lot of good beneficiaries in this one. Shrey Young, John Collins, all Bogdan all had good games, but the Pacers' offense was too much for this defense as DeMontis Sabonis and Karis LeVert both have monster games. Sabonis goes 12 of 14 from the field with 30 points, 9 dimes, 8 rebounds. you kidding me? Karis LeVert, 31 points, 12 assists, some big, big shots in the fourth for him. He's a bucket when he is right. But some good offensive performances from the Hawks too. Trey, 30-piece with 10 assists. Bogged down with 28. He goes 6 of 10 for 3 because, of course, he did. John Collins has 25 points, so a solid outing for him. Capella, a little bit rough. Didn't get as many shots or rebounds as he usually gets up. But, hey, 10 and 9 on a bad night for Capella. It's whatever. Gallinari had 15 off the bench, and that's about it for the Hawks as they drop that one, 133 to 126. Like I said, they have the whole weekend off and they will play the Washington Wizards tonight and Wednesday night, back-to-back games against the Wizards, who were 15-4 over their last 19 games. They're playing really good basketball, and they got Russell Westbrook, who's just doing it right now. He is one triple-double away from setting the NBA record, and he's got a good shot to do it against the Hawks, considering there's two games against them coming up on Monday and Wednesday. So we will see if there's going to be any history being made. When the Wizards play the Hawks, hopefully Russ can wait to like their last couple games against their team to do that. Because I want them to break the record, but not against the Hawks. I don't, want, I don't want that on us. But anyway, we'll go to the standings now. The Hawks are currently the fifth seed. They're thirty-seven and thirty-one, just ten games, ten games back of the Sixers. Not catching them. They're the one seed right now. Brooklyn's three games back as the Sixers have won eight in a row. So it looks like the Sixers might be locking up the one seed, and Brooklyn's going to be the two. But that doesn't really pertain to the Hawks. The Knicks are the 4 seed. They're a game up of the Hawks for that. They're 38-30. and 30. Miami's a 6 seed. They have an identical record to the Hawks, 37-31. and 31. And then the Boston Celtics are 35-33. and 33. They are in the play-in tournament at the moment as the 7 seed. The Hawks have a pretty good shot of maybe catching the Knicks with their last two games being against the Magic and the Rockets. Who might be the two worst teams in the entire league at the moment? After the Magic sold at the deadline, gave him, giving away Vucevic to the Bulls and Aaron Gordon going to the Nuggets. They're awful. They have no Marco Fultz either. He's been out all year with the torn ACL. And the Rockets shut down John Wall for the rest of the year, too. So, yeah, those are pretty much two very, very bad teams. And the Hawks could have two easy wins. To wrap up the regular season, they really need them to grab that four seed. But you do have two pretty tough games against the Wizards who are playing good. I'd be happy if they just split those two with the Wizards. Maybe can get a sweep. Just don't get swept. At least split with them because they are playing good. Russ is out of his mind right now, and Bradley Beal is going to do his thing. So you got to at least hope for a split there because they are playing well. But I'm expecting them to win their last two games against the Magic and Rockets, especially if... The four seed is in reach. They're going to be going hard for that because you would love to have home court in your series to open up the playoffs. For the first time in four years, the Hawks will be in the playoffs this year. And no matter who you play, if up being the Heat, the Knicks, or if the Celtics sneak in, you want to be home court. But the Hawks, even if they don't get home court, they could win either way. They could beat the Knicks. They could beat any of the three teams that they are on slate to play. Unless they fall to the six seed and have to play the Bucks, and that's going to be a, a tough task for the Hawks because the Bucs are very good and they have top three ish player in the world on their team. So you don't want to play the Bucks, play the Knicks, play the Heat, play the Celtics, get the four C. Just get the four C and sweep the Knicks. Like come on guys. Let's 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 go this one a little run. The betting markets are going the love of the Hawks. Everybody's putting their money on the Hawks to win the finals. A couple people put twenty grand on the Hawks to win the finals. Like we're doing the thing right now. Let's go boys. All right. So that's going to wrap it up with the Hawks talk five seed right now. Hopefully we can grab the four seed and um, I'll talk about the, what's going on in the Falcons land a little bit. And that's nothing much after the draft has been pretty quiet. It's just a lot of sitting around and waiting to see what they're going to do with Julio Jones. And that is about it for the Falcons. Don't think they're going to trade Julio still, but it is definitely on the table, which is pretty scary, but I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah, just a lot of sitting around and waiting to June 1st for the Falcons and all the Falcons fans. And I think that will do it for this episode. If you have listened all the way up till now, I appreciate it. And episodes will be up every Monday. If there's ever a need for an emergency podcast, those will be up whenever the breaking news takes place. So Anything crazy happens with any Atlanta sports, I'll be on it with an emergency podcast. So, yeah, Mondays, usually when they're going to be up, emergency pod every once in a while if something crazy happens. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you.